This is the Simply Home Podcast, Ladies Who Build, a podcast for women by women. This is Ashley Wainscott and Michelle Mullins. After spending the last 10 years revolutionizing the construction industry and raising the bar of the contracting world, we are inviting you on our journey as we continuously learn how to be extraordinary and thrive in this industry. Now come hang with us. kicking off our first episode. We're talking about how we got started, how and why we're here in our background, and there's so much to say, but so little time. Yes. I can't wait. This is so exciting. Here we go. So why don't you start by going back to 2013 and take us down the journey of why you started at the time Simply Sold, Mm -hmm. now Simply Home, and then so why you started it and what was the need for this company back in the day? Oh yeah, so good. Let's walk down memory lane together. Back in 2013, I had discussed this idea with a realtor and you know this story. So this is funny telling you. No, I love it. It's funny. Tell me, I've never heard it. (laughs) It's funny telling you this. So I was talking with a realtor and my mom was listing her house, as you remember, and we had this idea where a make ready company existed and it solved the needs of every homeowner out there where it was a one-stop shop concierge service. And the point of this was that it would take everything a homeowner needed to do before they listed their home. And we would put that together. Like we would orchestrate everything. We would be the project managers. We would deal with the hiring of contractors, managing of contractors. We would deal with getting it all done as quickly as possible because we know make ready's are boom, boom, boom. You gotta move. And Michelle and I, that's our love language. We, you know, that's us. We yeah. speak. We speak that speed. language. Yeah. <laughs> speed. We speak speed. I don't know if that's a language, but if it was, it's it us. would be three X on your podcast. Uh-huh. That is how we operate. Yeah. So anyways, we discussed this idea. I was in the event industry. thought that was my dream job. I thought I'd be J-Lo and the wedding planner, mm-hmm. a headpiece. And that actually wasn't fulfilling for me. So when this idea came about, I decided to stop everything I was doing and pursue this idea. I spent a summer working with this one realtor and all of his clients. So when we figured out that it could be a real business, what I had to do from there was an uphill battle. And it was more than, okay, this is a fun trial period. Now it was a serious business. And although I had gotten a degree in entrepreneurship, this was very different, right? This was real life. And we all know moving from something from a book to reality, it's just not the same. And studying something is just, it's not the same. So taking steps to figure out how I was going to do that was the next uphill battle. Okay. But I also want to stop and applaud you because there are so many ideas that we have that like 90% of them don't get acted upon. And I think it's really admirable that you had this idea you saw a need for it and instead of just saying I wish that existed you literally stopped what you were doing tested it to see if it was even a market and then realized it was but even if it had not been a market failed you could always go back to your job or you could always find another job like Mm -hmm. it wasn't the end-all be-all of this company at that time and so I just love that you just did it and you still do that to this day like you just jump in so yeah That's pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah, one of my favorite slogans is the Nike just do it Uh slogan. 
so and original. I live it through and through. If you think too much, you're never going to do something, right? And now in the company, we tell employees all about, we talk about courageous action, right? And that's a much more beautiful way of saying, just do it. Yeah. I mean, we think about it, we plan it. This is like this podcast. Mm -hmm. We plan it, we talk about it, and now we just have to do it, Yeah. right? I don't know how many times we laughed before we started this episode, okay. just trying to kick it off. But yeah. now that we're in it, it's happening. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And we'll work through these hiccups and failures along the way. Yeah. What do you think back then before we met even, but like during that time as well, but like when you first started, did you even have a goal or a vision of what you wanted the company to be? Or were you just kind of like, just do whatever it takes and we'll just see where it goes? Yes. To be honest, there was no vision. There really wasn't. My, yeah. my vision was moving through the day to day and to try and get to try and just get through the day, right? I was living so much in the now and the present. And I actually had read a book about living in the now. And it really inspired me to focus on the moment. And I think we'll get into this later, but I think things when you're planning out of business at this stage, living in the moment is a great thing. It's really useful. Living in the past is not helpful, but also living in the future was something that we really had to work on and we still work on living in the vision and creating and imagining what could be right. That creativity piece. But I was so focused on how am I just going to get through today? Right. Because there was so much that I needed to learn and so much that I needed to do. And starting that off meant, okay, I need to shadow vendors. I need to follow them around like their little minion and ask them, why are you doing that? What does that mean? What material is that? Why are you using that material? I mean, 21 questions doesn't even begin. Because you didn't have any construction background. None. Going whatsoever. So you had to teach yourself. Yes. And so although I had a lot of project management experience, which is great because you're going to find, and everyone might know this, but in the construction industry, right? Project management it's called project management, but the customer service and the management that's in the industry, and that has traditionally been the industry, that's not what it is. And other industries call it that, but the efficiency, the processes, the systems are really what's missing in the construction industry. So I took this need and listened to clients. I really listened to them. I'm like, what worked in this process? What didn't work? What did you enjoy? right? You go back to the people that are your clients and you're asking them, they're going to give you all the answers. You don't have to go back and think about it all day and night. They're going to tell you, yeah. right? And we continuously use that today over and over again of what, what worked, what didn't work, what did you see that could have been better? If something did work, how can we apply that to all areas of the organization? So that being said, I kind of went off on a tangent, but that being said, you know, I was shadowing, I had to figure out, you know, you dial back into how to create a business, right? You work on the LLC, what are the tax implications of that? What things do you need to get set up through, you know, in our case, TWC in Texas, but unemployment, how are you going to manage taxes? You have all of those pieces. And then you also have the financial bookkeeping side. You have the marketing side, which 
let me go back and say, I never did my own books. I learned about how to do my own books, but I never did my own books because I really utilized my resources and the people around me to help me understand how to best utilize my strengths, which was not doing the books. Nobody needs me doing the books. The same. <clears throat> no. But, okay, so then did you just teach yourself how to create an LLC, how to file taxes for a business, or did you pull into resources? Like, how did you learn? Yeah, mentorship. Okay. Mentorship. I mean, and thank goodness we are a generation that has Google, right? That helped a ton. But mentorship was huge. And to be honest, there there are more resources now for small businesses and yes. entrepreneurs. There's a lot more. But there still is this gap where you're starting off and you're trying to figure out, what do I need? Does that even apply to me? Right? And that's what more where the mentorship comes into play because you can have a list of 100 resources and not know what's applicable. Right. Creating a contract working with legal and lawyers to figure out what you need covered from clients to vendors to employees, mm-hmm. right? Not being in the legal world, you wouldn't know that. It's it's all these specialists that you really have to focus in on and allow them to come into your business, collaborate, invite them in to do what they do really well, right? All of that, of course, takes money, which is why I worked my tail off to do what I did really well so that other people could do what they did really well. Mm-hmm. Like imagine me writing an agreement. Like no. a, I mean, I probably would have just taken a sample from online, but right. that doesn't cover you. No. I so as you grow and you get better with your finances and then you can know what you can afford. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So in the beginning, it's just you. Did you have any partners as you started and who helped you along the way before you hired me, <laughs> most importantly? <laughs> Enough of that looks yeah. good to me. So, <laughs> so I did have a friend from college helping me initially. That was very, very useful to have another set of eyes on things. Though They were hands on deck when we were in touch spots contractors left us hanging we said we would deliver on something and all of a sudden I was a landscaper or I was the cleaner or I was partial handywoman Mm -hmm. and you end up when you're starting your business it makes me laugh and it cracks me up when people say I'm going to start my own business because I want more freedom Mm -hmm. I hear that and there is some freedom to a degree but absolutely not. And no, it's super hard work. And what you have to do yeah. to get there. And there might be some industries where that can happen, where maybe you're consulting and you're starting your own business. But really, you have to be in a very experienced position to even be there. Yeah. And I think your passion has to be stronger than your, I guess, like your want. Like, let's say I do want a company that I don't have to necessarily think about and it's kind of just building itself. But rarely does that happen. I think that the passion you have for the company and the vision you have has to exceed everything else. Because in the moment of the trenches and where it's super hard and you're upset and it's just like too much, you have to remember your why, Mm -hmm. which gets Mm -hmm. you, it's literally what gets you through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does. Yeah. When I think about us scrubbing houses. Well, I just can't tell you how many Saturdays we spent with like rubber gloves. I mean, there's so many hats that you have to wear. And 
the thing is, is when you start your own business, you will always be the salesperson because yeah. you know it. You yeah. sell it. You're the only person there for the time being, right? So whether or not you want to be a salesperson, you are. And I would never have called myself a salesperson, but mm-hmm. here we are, mm-hmm. right? And it's true. It's the passion and the why and everything else that makes the difference of how easy it is to sell. I don't I don't know that we're ever selling Simply Home, but to sell the business, right? right? Well, we, we always... Are. And back in the day, it was we were not selling. We were basically giving a resource or a tool. Like we always say, like we are a tool in your tool belt. And so it's more of a service that would totally benefit the client. At the time, was our client were realtors, and then realtors would use us with their client. And so we we truly believed that this was a service that could actually help clients in this moment of them trying to list their house. Mm-hmm. So it never felt salesy. It never felt like I'm selling you this thing you don't need. It's like no, you literally need us. And back in the beginning, those people got a deal. Oh, we didn't God. know how we were pricing. Yeah. Right. We didn't know how we were pricing things. No. We didn't know what we were doing. But yes, it's the that's what motivates is mm-hmm. the that we were helping people and. I mean, fake it till you make it. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing, but I made a lot of promises. We made a lot of promises and we somehow made it happen, mm-hmm. right? Through something up top is mm-hmm. looking out for us. But yeah. that resilience and that perseverance got us there. And, you know, still talking about back in the beginning, we we did a ton of networking, right? So much networking because this Make Ready company 10 years ago, in 2013 was a new idea and a new concept that wasn't really heard of at the time you had we had this problem of like breaking the glass ceiling for make ready companies right we had to educate we did we did we didn't just have to sell the service we had to sell the whole concept of this make ready company and why people needed to pay more for it, mm-hmm. right? Because they could go out and hire the 10 people it takes to do that. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's that niche market in which there are clients that think it's worthwhile paying for that. They right. know that their time is better spent elsewhere. And they know that we're professionals and specialists that know what we're doing because we do it every day. So mm-hmm. we were building this company, this mission and vision all around how to help people with the make ready problem that they had. I want to list my home. Now what? So go back to when you made your first hire. So you had your business partner at the time help you with the company. And then when did you decide, okay, this is going to be legitimate. I'm going to take this further. And to put an ad out when, when I first met Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. was essentially your first like official hire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was that trigger point for you? Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, and my friend that was helping me out initially was more part-time here and there, right? It was just more like as needed. And actually all of my friends from college were helping me at networking wow, events so nice. and things. Yeah. And they, they I remember specifically going to a realtor conference and we were all dressed up like we all worked for Simply Sold, right? When really I was the only one that worked for Simply Sold. But yeah, those are friends. Those are good friends. And I had realized though that it was actually impossible for me to do everything that I needed to do. And we were profitable in the first year. And so knowing that 
I was getting mentored and getting advice, but I was able to confidently say, I can make a hire now. And I, of course, was very willing to not get paid much so that I could have a hire, right? Mm -hmm. I just needed to get paid enough. Mm -hmm. And then you entered the scene. So then I come in (laughs) and... What So it was such an interesting time when you were hiring. It was right when I had graduated college and I was working at a restaurant and I was wanting so badly to be in the real estate industry and I wanted to be a realtor. I feel like I, my family knew a lot of people in town. So I thought, you know, let's do this. And my mom had a friend that was in the industry and they had come into lunch one day at the restaurant and I had mentioned, if you know anybody looking to hire a realtor assistant or anybody that can, I can work in their office, like I just want to be breathing real estate knowledge. And she said, well, I met this cute girl. She's about your age. And I met her at this networking event. And I know she's in real estate, but I honestly have no idea what her company is or what she does. I just thought she was cute and I got her card. And so she th- said, why don't you reach out to her and just see how it goes? So I remember looking up your website and I was like, I don't know what this is (laughs) because it was so new and you write like back in the day, we had to educate people what the company was. And I actually specifically, my mom, like looking over my shoulder at the computer and she's like, "Mm -hmm. okay, okay." like we were trying to understand what a make ready company was. And so I was like, well, let me just meet her and find out. And so we met at a coffee shop and I met one of the other owners of the company and we hit it off. And then I met you and we... It was just, it was so easy. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people say, like, when you know, you know. And I had no doubts that, okay, I'm going to work for her. I honestly didn't really care when I was getting paid because I just wanted to be in this industry. So I thought, well, let me try this experience and, uh, you know, and then I'll get my real estate license. And at least I'll have this knowledge under my belt to go and be better at real estate. And that was 10 years ago. And it's so funny looking back is now I would not go back and get my license But it was almost the minute I stepped into your company, your vision and your passion, like whatever vision that was at that time, like probably didn't even have one, but you just had a vision of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And that was so attractive to me where I thought, I just love what she's creating. I loved your confidence. And I know we would talk about things that would make you nervous or if we had a presentation and you would just would do it. You would, you would like stand in the awkwardness and then you'd push through it. And I, I just hadn't seen that before. And so I just thought that that was really admirable. And I thought, well, I want whatever she has. Give me whatever she's drinking. And I want to do that with you. Give me some of that juice. Yeah, you were drinking You drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, I totally drank it. sold. Yeah, and we were working out of your home office. And that was really fun. So I think what was so different then versus now is... Back then, you you say yes to anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And meaning, like, if a client calls and needs landscaping work, but we weren't landscapers, we would do it, right? We'd take it on, and we'd source it, and we'd figure it out. Or if they needed, like, a staging company, we would come in and help them. Like, we personally wouldn't, but we would hire people that could. If they needed a storage company, if they needed a power washer. So we started including all of these services in our make ready packages. And then it was like, people wanted to meet on like Sunday afternoon at two. And we'd be like, absolutely, we'll be there, girl. And now we would never. No, we would never. We had no life. No life. We had no life. No life. We were losers. Yeah. <laughs> but we had each other. <laughs> were we dead? We had each other. We're like, this is fun. That's why we've coined the term work wife. Yeah. We just like didn't or care. somebody else has, but we're each other's work. Yeah. Lives. And like we just like didn't care what time of day it was. 
we could be like at a party and I'm like, I'm heading over. We're going yeah. to that walkthrough, right? And like, yeah. what? Yes. It was just all in. Yeah, we were, we were all in. I mean, it didn't matter what it was. No, it did not. We, we were absolutely, yes, we'll be there right away. Yes. You know, because it was business yes. growing and, but that's actually how we did the name change and the rebrand a few years ago was because we said yes to a lot of things, right? Yeah. And what we realized is clients were taking us over to their new homes after selling their current home. And then they would say, okay, I have this list of all these things we want to do. And then we started actually just remodeling, right? And we realized that that was actually a piece or an element of something that we wanted to be doing. And the market took an interesting shift about, yeah. you know, four or five years and well, I guess maybe three, four years into the oh, business yeah, the market, yeah. because so many more people were buying in Austin and then they would call us to say like, and you're right, I think it was clients would use this house they were going to sell and then mm -hmm. they'd say, oh, I just moved in and I really want to repaint all my walls. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we can do that. We've got painters. So it started out with, let's just do what we know. And then slowly it was like, okay, we don't know how to do that yet. So let's research it and then add it on. A lot of research. Yeah, a lot of research, but a lot of yeses. And I think what was to get us where we are now is all of those yeses that we said we would take on or do is what led us to what we now stand so firmly in who we are. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily mm -hmm. what we say no to now. It's more just about we're so grounded in who we are and what we stand for and what we want to be seen mm -hmm. as in the community. So all of that had to happen for us to know what we wanted here. Yes. I think that, I think it nestled us into a nice spot mm -hmm. for us to say yes and explore. And then now we're yes ands. Oh yeah. We're a yes and. I mean, which is basically no. Totally. Just a different kind of no. It's yes. like yes and I won't be doing that. <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> it's a no for me. Yes. We still get calls about staging and make readies. We still do make readies, but staging that we absolutely haven't done in six to seven years, but yeah. we still get calls on it. So yes, things, a lot has, a lot has changed, right? Yeah. And when we talk about what was fun versus challenging, it's funny because I would never take back the route in which we went. But the one thing I think of over and over again, without a doubt, I would get a business coach mm -hmm. much earlier on in the game. We were winging it for so long. So and long. it's actually a miracle mm -hmm. that we still had a business. Right. Truly winging it. Yes. And it's out. it was out. I mean, I don't know if the word's outstanding, but it was. it was so outlandish to me that we got through for as long as we did. Uh -huh. So as we conclude this first episode, why don't you go into just a brief recap of why? Like, why is this so important to, in this business, we've morphed this business over the years, but we still feel so strongly about the mission mm -hmm. and why it's created. If you can explain why that's so important to continue that. I think as we've grown, and we focused on our mission and vision. It's been so apparent to us through the years that the piece of making sure women feel heard and comfortable in their own space 
and giving, I don't want to say giving them a voice, just giving them the platform to use their voice has been something that we found to be really important in all of the processes and in everything that we do, right? And it's not to say that other businesses don't do that. We just focus on it. And we found it to be so important because we are woman-owned. We are woman-run. We have a small percentage of men in the business, and they're amazing, wonderful men that can work alongside. Amazing. Very opinionated. You have to be a strong man. Powerful. To work in a women. Yeah. Group with of a women. lot of opinions. So, yeah, you have to be, yeah, it's very few men, but they are also on the mission of, like, empowering women in the industry, too. They are. And they you believe know. in the mission, which honestly is not just about women. It's about wellness and creating a really balanced space for people where they can feel like they can be their best. But through the remodeling process, they can feel their best, right? We know the remodeling process is tough, mm -hmm. challenging. It doesn't even begin to describe the inconvenience and right. the mental load that you feel during a remodel. But we feel that we can take some of that weight away. And the why just has so much to do with how we care about people, right? And the what we want them to feel throughout our process and the experience we want them to have, the expectations that we set, the communication we give. It's all around the people that we care about. Mm -hmm. And we want them to get a really great remodel. Yeah. But also having a really amazing experience, which was unheard of. And it and is still uncommon. I know there are some great remodelers out there also moving towards this mission, but we really incorporate the wellness aspect of it, right? Yeah. And being extraordinary within our industry, but also with clients and with our coworkers. Yeah. We're like the construction counselors. <laughs> We're just not licensed. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to everything we have to but, say. You know, We're, We're not licensed. <laughs> we'll be here every step of the way. <laughs> We're not licensed, but just trust us. Yeah, we know. just trust us. Yeah. So I'm so excited because next episode, we're going to be talking about the stages of growth. Yeah. Building a business. And building a business mm -hmm. and all of the kind of pivotal moments we had. It's going to be so fun because there's so many interesting little nuggets. <laughs> a lot of nuggets. It's like Chick-fil-A. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow us so we can share our journey with other like-minded women. You can visit our show notes for affiliate links, transcript, and other resources on our podcast page. And if you want to see our stunning remodels, give us a follow on Instagram at Simply Home Austin. See you next time. Bye, y'all.